Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury, and I'm so happy you are here investing in yourself today. As a business coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live in alignment with their values and unlock their true potential in life. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development. The tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think and feel. Please visit jessicashembury.com.au to learn more about my offerings. And if you love this podcast, please write a review and share over on social media. Thanks for pushing play. Let's begin. Welcome to this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you have had a beautiful, beautiful week. I was completely off in my energy last week and this week I am feeling very much on fire. I do have a little bit of a croak in my throat, so you'll have to excuse me. I've been doing a detox, um, like a mental clarity diet, which some of you may have seen me doing on Instagram and kind of been following along with, but I've been doing a mental clarity diet, which involves just eating a really large variety of raw food and a very minimal amount of cooked food hardly any meat. I've been kind of easing my way into the diet, hardly any protein, no sugar, no alcohol, no coffee, just all the good things, right? And um, I actually think that this little croak in my throat has come from almost like a detox. So I feel as though my, um, I feel as though my body is kind of pushing stuff out So you'll have to excuse me, but I'm sure that the information will be well received either way. And I'm actually going to be talking a lot about food today, um, surprisingly. But this podcast, I was actually when I what I actually do is I just write down topics continuously when they pop up in my head or in my coaching or in something I'm doing with my membership group. And I just I have notes in my phone and I just write down topics and I wrote down money mindset. And I thought, oh, money mindset, it is really important. And I've been talking about it in different circles recently. And so I thought, oh, well, I'll talk about that. But then I kind of sat down to write my notes and I went, oh, money mindset. That sounds so fucking stock standard. That sounds like something I've heard so many people talk about. And I do have a beautiful podcast, which is already recorded with some of my mentors that helped me shift my money mindset and helped me grow my self-worth and helped and taught me how to follow a set of principles that I now use to manage my money. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. But today we're talking about money, food and addiction and how they all play a role together, how they intertwine and how that affects your business, your relationships, your bottom line in life. So I'm excited to kind of deliver this in a different way and hopefully stretch your brain and hopefully challenge your way of thinking a little bit. These concepts I want you to know, um, I mean, I'll tell you a bit about my story. If you're new to the podcast, if you're not, then it'll be a great refresher and just remind you of a few things. But if I had heard these concepts five years ago, I would have been like, what the fuck is she going on about? Like, I don't get this. This sounds foo-foo. So I know that as my journey in development continues, sometimes I talk about things and I'm very well aware that some of the things I talk about may not be received well or may not be understood or might be foreign concepts or might be something that challenges your way of thinking. And so if that is the case for you, 
I really, really encourage you to reach out to me, to share, to ask questions. You can always connect with me on Instagram. It's the best way to go. Email is fine through my website as well, but Instagram is so super easy for me. And my Instagram handle is Jessica Shembury Coach, all one word. Or you can go and have a look at my website, which is just jessicashembury.com.au. So pretty easy and simple to find me if you know my first and last name. But um, I'll give you a little bit about my story because I think it's important to give you context when I'm speaking at this um, around money, food and addiction and how they all intertwine. I think it's really super important for you to understand where I've been. So if you are new, I've been a business owner for nearly 20 nearly 20 years. I'm 37 in a month. And so, and I may be 37 by the time this podcast comes out, but probably. So then I can say 20 years because I started my first business when I was 17, when I left school. And I have been through so many beautiful ups and downs in business and obviously financially as well. But honestly, for many, many years of my life, and I even, I said this to someone the other day, I was like, you know what, I'm 36 and I feel like this last 12 months, I've literally had to start from fucking zero again and build myself back up. And that was because of a lot of different factors. It was because I went through a separation. It was because as a, as a couple in the past, you know, there were decisions that we made that maybe weren't ideal, that maybe should have been made differently, but ultimately my story is, it's nothing really unusual, but it's definitely important to understand. So when I grew up, I, I had a mindset around money and that one of the, one of the most powerful things I remember being said when I was young was money doesn't grow on trees. And so we all do have money stories. We all have a place where our mindset around money comes from. And it's normally from our parents or from teachers or from family members around us that will say things that we will attach to money. And so I remember things being said like, oh, well, rich people are always stingy with their money or are tight asses or you have to, you know, you have to do wrong by someone to make lots of money or you don't need lots of money to be happy or money doesn't grow on trees. And there are lots of different things that you will hear, like money is the root of all evil. Oh, you're so materialistic. Things like that have been said. I, um... I remember once someone said to me, oh, I'm not materialistic. And I was like, oh, so is that a bad thing? And I, so, you know, we all have these things that, that we experience in, in our lives, especially when we're growing up, that mold and shape how we see money and the mindset we have around it. <sighs> I'm getting puffed already because of this little niggling throat thing. Bear with me. All right. So if you're to assess that, it's really interesting. But for me, what I realized is that one of the things that I did attach to was the money doesn't grow on trees vibe and story. And unfortunately, I also got attached to you don't need a lot of money kind of mentality. And I think there was a lot of beauty in that message because what, what my parents definitely wanted for me was to just live a simple and humble life and just work hard and save money and be sensible and just chip away and buy a house and set yourself up. And you know what? I wish I had listened to them. I wish I had just done that at an early age. But instead, then I was in a relationship where, you know, there was this live large kind of mentality, have what you want, when you want, buy nice things, drive fast cars. And 
trust me, it was a lot of fun. But long term, there was, I mean, over the last probably 15 to 20 years, there have been many times where I've found money a very stressful thing. I remember like having fear when I would see the postie come because there were times when we were nearly bankrupt. There were times when we owed tax bills. There were times when we literally, like I remember a time when we were overseas and I think we had like $100 in our bank account, like $100 to our name, like not just in our bank account, like to our name because we we had no savings. Like and my parents had always taught me, save as much as possible. If you can save 50% of what you earn, then you're on a good wicket. And it's hilarious because now I've come full circle and that's my main aim is to get to a position where I can save 50% of what I earn. Oh, the irony of life, right? But yeah, I remember like we were sitting in a restaurant and we had $100 left and we knew that someone had paid us and so we were hoping that that money would come in overnight but I've been to those, I've been in those positions where I have felt so, so lost and so desperate and so vulnerable and just fucking terrified around money, around paying bills. I used to hate paying bills. I have had so many times in the last probably 15 years where I've had to put things back in the at, at Woolworths or Coles in the shopping centre. I have had to you know, make up lies to people because we didn't have the money to pay things. And yes, along that journey, there were lots of abundant moments. But ultimately, the truth of the matter is, I didn't have discipline and I wasn't strong enough around my own self-worth to say, you know what, I don't want to live like this. I want to have discipline. And so a few years ago now, it would have been, yeah, it would have been about three years ago, I just made some radical decisions in my life. And I went and I learned under MJB seminars, which you guys will know, I absolutely love them. They have been my coaches for some time. And they are just absolutely epic, epic people. Um, so I went and attended a seminar, which was called, gosh, Mindset and Money or something like that. Gosh. Anyway, now I'm going to be crucified for that, but go to their website, MJB seminars. Anyway, so I went to this seminar and I made this radical decision that I just didn't want to live the way I was living anymore. I didn't want to have stress around money. I was tired of feeling anxious and stressed about money. I was so emotional around money and it was actually, it was actually an awful place to live. And even though on the outside from from other people's perspectives, our life looked really great. And it was like, I'm not saying that it wasn't, but my mindset was fucked. If I'm honest, I did not have a concept of what I should be doing to set myself up. I did not have a concept of how huge these decisions that we were making, how hugely they were going to impact our future. And it's quite amusing to me because I'm sitting in my cupboard. I sit in my um, walk-in robe when I record this and I'm literally looking at my clothing and I remember thinking, I mean, a lot of my clothing from back then I don't have anymore, but now the clothing I purchase, I can actually afford. I don't buy it on credit cards and I don't buy it when I should be paying fucking bills. I have an account for my money, for my fun money, and I 
very proudly pay for my own shit without having to worry about anything and with never owing anyone, you know, money when I shouldn't, when you're making the wrong decisions. But it's quite ironic sitting in here going, oh, my God, surrounded by things. Um, So what I realised over time was that my money mindset was just really, really, it was toxic. And a lot of it came down to the view that I had, the mindset that I had, but also the addiction to like adrenaline and to the feel good, the feel good hormones, because so many of the decisions that we made were based on us feeling good, were based on us getting short-term satisfaction, were not based on us having long-term goals and alignment. And that is why I have a tattoo. I know I talk to you guys about this a lot, but a lot of people go, what's alignment? And so for me, what I was doing with the money or what we were doing as a couple with our money was not in alignment with the goals we had. And so we wanted to be able to develop property and we wanted to be able to own our house outright and we wanted to be able to set ourselves up for retirement and we wanted to have thriving businesses that were turning over lots of money. But our actions day to day were so far out of alignment, you know, fast cars, big houses, all this garbage. And for me, if I'm honest with you, I realised that a lot of that was masking a lot of trauma and pain and sadness and lots of different things. But um, but on a personal level, I take full responsibility for where I was with my money, for where I'm at with my money. And in the last year, I've actually been able to completely transform my wealth. And I'm really, really proud of it. But it was about three years ago that I really started to understand the correlation between self-worth and net worth and how they are absolutely in alignment. And so if you have if you have low self-worth, then your net worth is likely to be low as well. And when I first heard that concept, I was like, fuck no, I don't, I reject that concept. I don't want to be a part of that concept. And the reason I rejected it was because I had low net worth. And so I had to admit to myself, fuck, you've got low net worth, Jess. So does that actually mean you've got low self-worth? And I was like, no, I don't. I'm confident. I'm a sassy girl. I've got all my nice things. I've got so much confidence. I have got my self-worth under control. But the truth was, if I did have my self-worth under control, I would have had money in my bank account. I would have had stability. At the age of 34 or 33, not having my shit together with the amount of money that myself and my partner had earned over the years, we should have been fucking millionaires. Like we should have been so ahead there should have been financial abundance. And there was not. There was stress. There was strain. There was anxiety. There was fear. There was pressure. And there was lack of structure. And so that is why I went to seek out help. And now I'm very fortunate. I, at my retreats and with all of my one-on-one clients, I teach my clients how to manage their money. And I do it with them from the ground up. So it all starts with our mindset. And it starts with so many other things that correlate into where our self-worth sits. But I teach now the principles that I follow and how I've tweaked them slightly to suit myself and it works really well for my clients. So if you are interested in that, you know where to find me. I can, you know, coach you over a four-week period or a six-month period. But trust me when I tell you, the investment I made at that time was really... um, 
it was a large investment for me and it scared me because I really didn't have the money and I really didn't know if I could afford it. But what has happened since then is that investment has tenfolded. And if we look at it over a span of three years, it's probably times itself now by about 20 fold. So the, the large, very large, substantial investment that I made and having someone be able to sit with me and hold my hand and guide me and say, keep at this Jess has turned into me being an independent mum who has her money in, in order, who has the ability to go to Coles or Woolworths and not stress, who has the ability to say yes to things when I desire, who has a long-term plan that is going to help me with my big, large wealth creation strategies. And I do not say this to impress you. I really don't. But trust me, it is possible. And so that is why I share the context of my story because I was... I was the complete opposite. I had I did not take responsibility. I loved living large. I definitely had a fuck ton of fun. I'm not going to say no. Um, we weren't living like homeless people. We were living the high life, but we did not have our long-term goals and vision in mind. And we didn't have discipline. And, you know, I remember there were times when we couldn't pay our rego or we couldn't have our car serviced, yet like we were still having all the things we wanted. And so I'm sure there are a lot of you in that, that in that boat that makes decisions that are you know deep down are just the wrong decisions, but you keep doing it because your addictions and your ego gets in your way consistently. So I'd really love you to question that. I'll give you an example. I decided to quit ta uh, takeaway coffee when I started looking at this concept because I was asked to look at all of my expenditure and see where I was spending money. And I thought I didn't have enough money, but I realized that between takeaway coffee, sushi dates with Scarlett on a Saturday and drinking alcohol, I'd spent thousands and thousands throughout the year that was just completely unnecessary. Yet then would say we didn't have money to go on a holiday, but it wasn't that we didn't have money. It was that we had moved the money and dispersed the money to the wrong places. And so I quit drinking coffee. This week I've actually quit coffee as well. Um, not from a financial perspective, but from a mental clarity perspective. And um, the other day I was trying to talk myself into getting a coffee and I was like, you know what? You deserve it. Like you've had three days off coffee, Jess, and it's, it's was you've been working hard and you're tired and you love the coffee. And I really like I could feel myself like moving into this place where I was like really trying to convince myself for the coffee which is an addiction. The coffee is an addiction. It's a stimulant that I have every day. And not only am I addicted to the caffeine, but I'm addicted to going to the cafe and saying hello to the people and doing the whole thing. I have this, I have a very big connection to the coffee and what it means for me. But what I realized at the core was that it wasn't serving me and it wasn't serving my brain function. And it was a toxic thing that I'm putting into my body. And I'm choosing not to do that every day anymore because I'm continuously realigning towards the life I desire to be in and living and expressing through and the impact I choose to make. And it definitely doesn't mean I'm never drinking coffee again. But my decision was that instead I will drink coffee socially with people. Same with alcohol. I won't drink alone, but I will drink socially. 
good good way to go about it, right? Um, but I choose to do that. So I tried to negotiate my way into the coffee. I could feel the ego and the ego pops up a lot when we're addicted to things. I could feel the ego coming up and I'm like, fuck. And I, I have a name for my ego. I think that's another podcast, but I was like, fucking Janet. <laughs> she's just been named. I was like, she's trying to help me have this coffee. And I ended up talking myself out of the coffee, but I knew that that coffee, cause it was like a iced long black bulletproof special fancy coffee that I desired to have was going to be like five fifty or $6. I still can't believe I pay that much for coffee these days. And I've been doing it like seven days a week. What the fuck? Anyway. And then saying I can't afford things, other things that are so much more beneficial, like a massage once a month. And so I rewarded myself financially when I got home because I talked myself out of the coffee. I do the same with alcohol because I love drinking wine and I could so easily pick up a bottle of wine and be like, oh, I'll have a, have a glass, a glass or two tonight and a glass or two tomorrow night. But in the end, the money is something as well that really needs to be considered. And that's where our addictions and our ego comes into play. So I rewarded myself financially. I got home and I... Um, and I took that $6 out of my daily spending account, which is the account that I use just for my general stuff. And I saved it. I put it into savings and it felt so good. Now, this is kind of what I really want to give you guys today is that if you are not currently saving money, please understand this, that if you save a dollar a day for the next year, you're going to have $365. If you are not used to saving, if you are one of those people that struggles to have a nest egg, that struggles to have a holiday fund, that struggles to look after themselves, this was us, right? Oh, I can't afford to go get my teeth done. Oh, I can't afford to get laser eye surgery, right? Like this stuff shits me the, like now looking back, but all these lessons are beautiful because they have me where I'm at now. I've been wanting to have surgery on my eyes for so many years, yet I didn't do it because I didn't think we had the money. So if you are if you are someone who can relate to that, I highly suggest you go and you get 12 months worth of bank bank account transactions and you go and you sort by supplier or sort by the place you bought from and you add up every single place. So You'll be adding up your Woolworths groceries. You'll be adding up your Kmart bills. You'll be adding up all the dresses you buy from Camilla. That was me. <laughs> um, truth be told, um, you'll be adding up all the times you've bought alcohol or cigarettes or coffees or whatever it is for you, all the times you've shopped online, bought shit that you didn't need. Add it all up and have a really serious look at where you're spending and start to make some really conscious decisions around some small things you're going to do consistently that will impact you a year from now. That is honestly where you need to be. You need to be looking at this and asking yourself, what are the small decisions I need to make today that are going to impact me a year from now? It's not about what happens in a month. If you can only save $5 a week, then save $5 a week, right? In a month, you'll have 20 I was in this exact position, <sighs> breathe. I was in this exact position um, when I started. I was like, well, that's great. I've got all these accounts to save into now. I had 
a tax account, a business savings account, a personal savings account, a travel account, a bills account, a wages account, a gifts account, a holiday account, a childcare account. And the money just wasn't there. Some weeks there was no fucking money to move into those accounts. But I persisted. And I acknowledged that there was going to be some really, really stressful times where things were going to be tight. And in my mind, I was like, you know what, if I need to eat bread and butter for the next month, then I'll fucking do it. Trust me, you can be more resourceful than that. But ultimately, the ability you commit to this is clear, is showing you how much discipline you have, but it's also showing you how much self-worth you have. And so if you're listening and you're like, nah, you've got to check in with your self-worth. There's something that's holding you back. There's something that you need to break through. There's a limiting belief of some sort. But three years on, I am so proud of the way that I operate with my money. I'm still not perfect, but I am so, so proud of the way that I operate. And I take great pride in being able to help impact other people by sharing my story because ultimately we teach what we what we learn, right? I My experiences in life become my greatest teachings. And so I'm so thankful for all the pain and all the turmoil and all the crazy things that I experienced because now I get to teach it from a place of absolute knowing, not from a place of reading it in a textbook. Anyway, I feel like that's like a whole podcast already done and I haven't even got to what I'm meant to be getting to yet. I've got notes today. God, only because I knew I'd be getting on a tangent. So money mindset is super important, but there's another part of all of this that I want to speak to you about today. So within my business mentorship program, which is a program I host where people can come and mentor with me for 12 months at a time, I had an incredible man come into our space a couple of weeks ago. His name was Darren Hay, H-E-Y, not H-A-Y. And please go find him on Facebook or Instagram. I think he does Instagram. Um, now, I heard Darren speak a few years ago and I found the information that he provided phenomenal. And I had him come into my group and talk into the space of the business owners I coach. And he talked a lot about our brain and body connection and the energy exchange between our food and our, our brain and how that either elevates or restricts our life force. And to say the least, the people that were consuming his information, his information is fucking phenomenal. But to say the least, people were shocked, people cried, people, um, it was a, it was a two hour talk that I had him come in and do. And people were just like, holy fuck, holy shit. I've not thought about it this way. I need to get more serious with what I'm doing. Um, the biggest takeaway that I got this time around, which I already knew, but I didn't, it, I get goosebumps. I already knew, but I didn't, it didn't hit home as hard as it needed to for me until I heard this information again and again and again, was that the food we consume, right? The food we consume this sounds so basic, like this is so basic and I'm like, did I really not get this? Did we really not get this? The food we consume affects how we think and how we feel. 
So the toxins that we put into our body through food, as in inverted commas, consumption, food that is not divine nourishment from our creator, food that is not made from the earth, the other stuff that we consume will restrict our blood flow. It will actually fuck with our brain, with our nerve endings, with everything, right? So the food we consume, if we really want to cut to the chase, will affect the money in our bank account. What we are addicted to in terms of consumption of toxins and chemicals, alcohol, cigarettes and shit food will affect the bottom line in our bank account. One hundred and fucking ten percent. You're like, oh, fuck, I've got to get my savings in order and I've got to go on a diet. Yeah, you do. If you want to have success, if you want absolute fucking abundance, if you want to be in a position where you are on that trajectory, I'm getting, I've got that word, I'm getting that word. My mouth is working. It's getting there. If you want to be on that trajectory towards complete abundance in life, your brain does not function correctly when you consume toxins. Your addictions take over. And what happens with that is that then your ability to make good decisions goes down. Your ability to be creative goes down. So what you consume how makes causes you to think and feel in a certain way. How you feel will restrict your blood flow. So when you have heightened levels of emotions, it will restrict your blood flow. Now, blood carries life, right? Blood carries life. We all know that. So if you restrict your life, as in your blood flow, through how you think and feel, through your heightened emotions, how on earth do you expect to be able to save money? How on earth do you expect to have a phenomenal business that is flowing if you are fueling your body with toxic chemicals, right? So it is our absolute responsibility as humans that are aware, and you guys are, like you don't listen to me because you want this mediocre life. You don't get your ass kicked every Sunday night or whatever day you listen to me for no reason, right? You want your brain to stretch. You want your brain to be challenged. You want new concepts to think about because let's be real. I am so over followers and sheep and this fucking mediocrity that we are living in right now. It is tiring to watch people in that space. People are still confused as to whether they should be eating organic produce. Come on. Of course, if you can afford it and if it is available and if you value, then go do it, right? I get that we have people who have limitations financially. I have been there. Trust me. I have been the one weighing up the broccoli or the zucchini. I've done all of that. Which one's cheaper? Which one's got more nutrients? I am not immune to anything. I have fucking been in the trenches. I have been nearly bankrupt. I have had $100 in my bank account and been overseas, nearly not been able to get home to my hotel. I get it. I've had the lows and I have pulled myself up through the trenches to be where I am. I'm still not perfect. I've still got a far way to go, but I'm very proud of where I am. And what I want you to understand is that this concept is something I would really love for you to run with. So 
when we consume these heavier food, heavier foods in our diet, these heavier foods that um that are full of chemicals and toxins, the foods that are wrapped in plastic generally, what happens is our our emotions become suppressed, right? What we need to do is we need to focus on consuming foods um, and taking in foods that are at a higher state of energy, right? And that means living food, not dead food. So the way that Darren talks about it is that we should be eating predominantly raw. And even if we're consuming our meat products, if we can't eat them raw in their natural state, he questions whether we should be eating them at all. Now, I know that there are a lot of people that will go, oh, that's not correct. Um, we need warming food, all these different things. There are a million concepts out there. But at an ultimate level, if we broke down every single concept around eating in the world, it would come back to consuming nourishment from the earth. That's what it would come back to, right? Now, if you eat foods that are of a higher state of energy, like a dead animal or a packaged processed piece of, you know, um, whatever, like cookies or canton sauces or whatever it is, like anything that is just dead, then your emotions are going to be suppressed because you're eating heavy, heavy suppressed food. Higher state of energy comes from higher state foods. And isn't that a beautiful concept to run with? Like, oh, I want more energy. I want more consciousness. I want to feel more aware. And I don't know if you're noticing a difference in my tone this week, but I've been eating this way for the last seven days and I feel phenomenal. Obviously, when I coach in my group around this, we have a lot more in terms of guidelines and we are looking at everyone individually and making sure everyone is being cared for and looked after. But imagine just that thought of going, oh, I'm low in energy. I'm, I feel unaware. I feel like I'm not very, I'm not operating from a state of high consciousness. Go eat a bowl of veggies and I'm sure the energy and life force will start to flow. My blood flow will be better. My brain body connection will be better. My pineal gland, and I'm not a professional in this, this is Darren's area, but he talked to us about the toxins that we consume and how it affects our pineal gland in our brain. And that is the gland that helps us get in touch with higher sources, that helps us be creative, that helps us be intuitive. And so by the foods we're consuming are actually restricting our life force and our ability to be in touch with higher places and sources and open our consciousness. And then we wonder why we've got a bunch of people who are so fucking focused on what they can get instead of what they can give, focused on stupid fucking news and COVID and vaccines and sheep mentality and being under control because we don't even know how to think for ourselves and physically our brains are being controlled by what we consume, right? So when we compromise the intake of the nutrients, when we compromise the intake of energy, when we compromise the intake of the information that we choose to, in, to be informed with, we actually live a less meaningful life as a result and we take less meaningful action in our life. And this limits the way you think, this limits the way you feel and it limits the access you have to your spiritual core. And I know that for me, when I really take a good look at what I genuinely want from my life, I don't really want to be limiting access to my spiritual core too often. Yes, I love to 
drink beautiful vino and eat beautiful cheese boards. But ultimately what we're doing 80% of the time is where this really matters. So I encourage you to nourish yourself with really divine, divine food as much as possible. Protect your adrenals, right? This is something that Darren talked about. He said, we store all of our chi in our adrenals, so we need to protect them. And so the things we are addicted to are normally things that um, that spike our adrenals, like tea and coffee and sugar and chocolate and alcohol and drugs and all those things, right? So we need to be protecting our adrenals. And ultimately when we do all of that and when we operate from that state and when we make those good decisions, then we have the clarity of thinking to be able to then start making good decisions for our future. So food, addictions to food and stimulants is directly related to our money, to our wealth and to our ability to create beautiful business if you're a business owner. All of my clients, I'm like, if you're not creating amazing business, you've got to have a look at what you're actually consuming. People are like, no, give me the give me the funnel, the you know that thing that 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 funnel. I want that funnel, that sales funnel. I'm like, yeah, have it. And you'll fuck it up. Because you're what you're consuming, the amount of TikToks you watch, the bullshit food you put in your mouth is why your business is not thriving. So get back to basics. Understand that your money mindset, the things you consume and the things you are addicted to are all related to your happiness and all related to your self-worth. Again, if you had a high level of self-worth, would you genuinely, would you genuinely be consuming as much garbage as you currently consume? Yes or no? <sighs> well, I'm going to leave you with that thought today. I hope that really stretched your mind and your way of thinking and I hope it gave you some insight. If you want more information about this, please come on over and connect with me. I have some beautiful offerings. I have my Evolve membership, which is a mindset coaching membership. It is $7 a week to be a member of that you get a masterclass a month and you get a live coaching every single month with me. It is phenomenal value. If you want to start there, go ahead, come in there, become a member and ask me as many questions as you want because once a month I go live in there for you on Zoom and you can come and ask me questions. You can send in questions and ask me questions live and I will coach you. It is a minuscule fraction of what I charge my one-on-one -on -one clients. So I would encourage you to start there if you are curious about anything or if you'd like to be a part of my community and, and in some ways help donate towards keeping this podcast alive as well. Have a beautiful week ahead. Bye. I truly hope you loved this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share this episode because living abundantly means sharing good things with people you love. If you'd like to help us, please write a review on the podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode.